0: Hey what's up folks and welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Wes, I'm a designer here at Adafruit and joining me every week is my partner Pedro. What's going on everybody? I'm Pedro. we Creative Tech here at Adafruit and you're welcome, to- <laughs> welcome back to another 3D Printing Hangout show. This is a show that combines 3D printing and DIY electronics. That's right, this is a show that combines 3D printing and DIY electronics to make inspirational projects. We're going to jump right into the show and kick it off with today's coupon code. It's diffraction. We've got a lot of diffraction type stuff going on, so we figured that'd be a good coupon code. If you want to check out anything in the Adafruit shop, this will get you 10% off your order. It works on everything in the shop except for certificates and the subscription to Adabox. Those are the only two. But everything else is fair game. We have some freebies going on as well. Adafruit.com slash free. You'll see all the awesome new things. We have patches, we have circuit playgrounds, Perma Protos. free shipping for all different types of tiers. So check out adafruit.com free. I wanna jump right into the show. We're gonna do more of the um, things at the end, but for now, let's go jump into this week's project. This week's project is a fun experiment in printing on different types of materials. So if you go to learn.adafruit.com, we have our learn guide up here. This is 3D printing on diffraction grading sheets. I wanna give a huge shout out to David Shorey. David Shuri, if you wanna see some really cool experiments with filaments, printing on fabrics and different materials, check out David Shuri. I have a link to, uh, we have a link to him in the learn guide and in all the posts that we are sharing on social medias. But you can see his experiments here is kind of what and gave us the idea of printing on diffraction grating sheets to get this amazing rainbow iridescent-like um, surface. <laughs> I was looking for a word, there's many ways to say it. This is really cool, it's, it's, it's almost as simple as printing on these sheets. Very cool, so we gave it a try, we tested it out, uh, and we figured we'd do a learn guide on our findings, how we did it, different techniques of applying it to the bed. So the first uh, page just kinda walks you through what it is, you get these really cool surfaces um, that are super shiny and they reflect and, and diffract light, as, as it's called, into these beautiful rainbow uh, effects. Uh, We also thought it'd be interesting to know um, how you can get different types of surfaces. So printing on a PEI-coated bed gives you that coarse texture. What does it look like when you print on blue tape? What does it look like when you print on build tack? We thought we'd we'd throw that in the video as well. So that kind of talks about it there. Um, I guess let's just look at the overhead and just look at some of the parts that we printed out. Yeah, some of of the example parts that this is gonna work really well with is enclosures or face plates. Something that is the bottom, when you print on it, on the bottom of the build plate, but is actually the front face of it. So some of the examples are your Neo Trellis case, which has been updated. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And of course, all of the new Pi Gamer, Pi Badge cases. A little purple theme going on here. And here's one for the Pi Badge. And what's interesting is that flexible materials, ABS, CPE, ABS, all work on this. So it was really cool. We tested with a heated bed and with a non-heated bed and it sticks pretty good. As you can see, the darker colors uh, tend to bring out the nice uh, reflective shininess. Yeah, or if you're printing on translucent filament, you won't really be able to see it unless you have something on the back, like the black built screen, the solder mask Mm -hmm. here is dark, so it gives it that, that nice contrast here on this particular case. And what's cool is that it works with pretty big objects. So printed the iPad mini case on here in the translucent uh, clear material. You can see that you can kind of make it out, uh, especially if you have it in direct sunlight or if you have uh, some, uh, some nice shine going on it, uh, you still get a little bit of that uh, reflective iridescence, but not as uh, contrasted as you do with the darker colors. Uh, yeah it's kind of hard to see the effect there um, yeah. with the translucent mm-hmm. uh, i also put it on an the, on the iphone case this is a bumper i don't know if you'll be able to see that but it really the more surface area you have the better right so you can see it's there and uh let's do the test here so what's interesting is if you run your finger across it you can hear the texture um it's very very fine squeal let me see we're gonna sh- we're gonna shush and then Not that that's important, it just, it just really shows that the uh, that's a nice texture feel to it. that's doing it, so it's, that's what's being captured on that first layer. It only works on the first and second layer, um, so it's not going to work on Z like this. Like this is not going to work there, only on the bottom. Like this is mm-hmm. a good example of what it looks like without not printing it, this is just printed on hot glass, no texture, texture, well. Maybe texture is the wrong word, but... Iridescent iridescence. Iridescence. No the diffraction. Shine. Diffraction.
1: <laughs> nice little yeah. shine.
0: Okay, cool. So we looked at parts. Uh, interesting note is that this, these two buttons, was it, wasn't it challenging to print? At, at, at a certain point, you can't print anything this small. So anything smaller than that isn't going to pick up the pattern that it's... Uh, so the, the features f- that it's picking up from the paper. did you print that did not... You had something smaller than this? No, it's just that it, one of the pieces uh, looks like it is able to, if you get it too close to the, um, to the bed, it's able to fuse. And uh, because of how small the part is, it, it didn't even pick up the part, even after fusing to it. Huh. Okay, so the smaller the part, the less chances you are. And it's, gonna be, it's difficult to print anything small. Yeah. It's sticking is always a problem. Mm-hmm. One of the things I had to do for, I believe, the walls for this, Uh, is that I had to use a brim around it to sort of maintain. But that's just like with anything. That's uh, super small, it's adding brim onto it, like a four millimeter brim. We'll easily peel that off. For the Ninja Flex, we didn't use any heated material. We just used the, um, uh, just make sure that it's not so squished to the bed. So you're definitely gonna have to do some re-leveling on your bed plate for that. When you print with flexibles, let's say you print on a build tack, it tends to fuse to those types of materials, build tack, um, PEI. NinjaFlex tends to fuse to that. Um it doesn't it does really well on blue tape and glass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, glass. Mm-hmm. Um so it works pretty well with the diffraction sheets. It won't uh it won't adhere as long as you you have a good amount of leveling, good yeah, amount speaking of distance of the diffraction seats sheets. You get them in a what is it, six inch by five foot long rolls. And the type you want to pick up is the double access version of this. So this is the 13,500 lines per inch, which is pretty much the little slits and the peaks and valleys that are creating and splitting the light into all these different colors. So we did experiment with one that was a single access, uh, like 500 lines per inch and- Millimeter. Millimeters. I don't know if it's, why did this one is like, they say per inch, but the other one says millimeter. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, it Made by the same company, by the way, too, it so. Is- uh, for whatever reason, it didn't work on that. I guess they, the 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 ridges were a little bit too, I guess, uh, yeah. smooth for it to pick up in any of the uh, any of the parts. Okay. But in any case, uh, you want to print on the underside of it. So when you get this, the roll comes in. It's going to be the back side of this. And one of the easiest way to test this that we show in the guide in the video Should is with uh, the 3D printing pen. So you can. Uh, confirm your material and the right side of the sheet is all uh, correct You kind of hear it there, too. Yeah, so originally these were um, made for like uh, doing like laser light shows and what was the other thing? Um, yeah, so uh, Funny here in the States we have the uh, Independence Day coming up tomorrow 4th of July and a lot of those Firework pack assortments mm-hmm. from a young kid I remember seeing them and they would always come bundled with these like cheap uh, cardboard glasses and the glasses had this type of film, so that the idea is you would put these on, look at the fireworks and trip out and see some kaleidoscopes and stuff. Yeah. So that that's the earliest remember of seeing this stuff. And that's what these are actually for, to build your own DIY version of these, and other people use them for uh, attaching as window tinting. So yes. you add this to your window, you get all these nice rainbowy effects indoors. Right, that's so what you can some cool rainbows. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, a lot of different uses. Um, as we tried to say in the video. Yeah, cool, so that's the sheet. You wanna make sure you're printing on the right side and what we're gonna do, uh, now let's go into the guide. We'll okay. go back over to this because it takes a little bit to heat up. Okay. Go ahead and run through the guide real quick to make sure we got all the details and info. Cool, so let's jump into the 3D printing part. This has all the details. Sweet, so quick material testing. We took a little sheet, cut it with your scissors, um, try to be as straight as possible, and then you can use some double stick tape to attach it to your bed. We're using the Inventor, which has a removable bed, and it's a small bed, it's like 150 by 150, and, and we, just, we just stick it right on top of the, the build tack that it comes with. Um, again, this is the Inventor, it's like a Flash Forge type printer. Yeah, so some of the different ways of attaching it, are we talking about that yet? Uh, Oh, yeah, just testing with the pen. Again, we tested this with uh, ABS PLA Ninja Flex 85A, and we saw David Churry was testing it out with CPE and Filaflex, which I believe is like the semi-flex. I think so. Uh, So it's like 95A for the uh, rubbery texture uh, filament. And then we go again over the the sheets that did work, the sheets that did not work. And then we go over actually attaching this to your bed. Yeah, so long strips of blue painter's tape, this is gonna help uh, really keep the edges on the, the bed. Here, we're, we're showing the glass, because the Ultimakers have a removable glass bed, or at least a sheet of glass comes off, and you, that way you can work around it a little bit better. Probably wanna clean it first with some alcohol, make sure you got any grease and, and oils off the beds, off the two surfaces. Another thing you can do is maybe add one drop of liquid, like a little drop of alcohol, that way um, when, you, when you lay the sheet down, It'll kind of tack to it, which is mm-hmm. which is going to make it nice and flat. Just be careful not to get too much liquid, because like me, <laughs> um, it started seeping off the edges and you know seeped into the stickiness of the adhesive and it got rid of it because alcohol and the adhesives they don't like to mix. So what you have, something here? Yeah. So let's real quick do a quick little demo of what this looks like. So instead of doing the uh, blue tape, which works pretty well, we can also do the double-sided uh, tape. Scotch tape. Scotch whatever. tape. Yeah that on there just to do like quick little tests. You can see some of the diffraction going on in there by the uh, overhead lights. So like we were saying before, the quickest way to test this, make sure you're printing on the right side of the diffraction sheet and the, your material is compatible with it is just a quick uh, three d printing pen just to quickly draw something out. So we're just using this one from 3D Doodler. so a little Jacku one that just came out. It's cool. We're using PLA in this version and it takes the three millimeter uh, diameter filament. So if we just draw Let's see, draw an Adafruit logo from memory. It's probably just gonna look like a star. Starfish. Yeah. <laughs> do a little concentric infill here. Right, so this is a good way to just kind of test, does the material stick? Is the film sticking? That sort of stuff. That's probably what you wanna do. Yeah, probably should've made this smaller to make yeah. this demo quicker, but right. let me do. We haven't had a 3D pin in a while, so. This came out not too long ago, and we were like, hey, this is probably a good, um, good pin to try out. Oh my god. Especially for like fusing parts and other things like that. We, we figured this would be a handy little tool to have. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, we were able to quickly uh, use it on this on this film without having to like, uh, re-level the bed or anything. Because we we're like, oh, does this work? I know, right? So let's does see this what really happens. Work? It comes off, and as you can see, it uh, adheres the... really well to oh. it, the bed. But it it's likely due to like suction or something because it comes off really easy as well. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Grab that. And uh, one of the interesting things that David said is that uh, he printed like five or six times on the same sheet. So these are the exact same sheet. I've been printing for all of this stuff. So uh, it does last quite a while unless you get the nozzle too close to the bed. Hmm. I can focus, uh, on, focus that. on that. You can see that right away, you get all those awesome iridescent effects, yep. despite how crappy my Uh-oh. contour infill was for that. Your concentric infill. Concentric infill was for that. But yeah, it's a nice little effect there. Yeah. You can see that worked. You and know again, what, I can almost see the ridges from the texture that's on the building. Oh, case. I think that's just the uh, little wrinkles right. from that. Again, we've been handling this quite a bit, so if you want some super smooth and super, you want to focus use a brand new sheet. Yeah, let me focus that. Me see how good it is, even though the lines aren't actually connected. One of the see. easy tips is to just use an LED on it and just shine straight onto oh, it. Oh yeah, that'll like give that. you the best Holy effect for that. Holy And that's one of the draws of this, especially if you are uh, holding your device, actually looking at it, like, you know, your Pi game or whatever, gives you that uh, nice. Oh my like, gosh, <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> it's right? really yeah. looks so cool. Tripping this out here. You get so many different effects, there based on what light lighting conditions you're in. Correct. All right, let me unfocus there. All right, we're gonna check the chats and see if everybody's- Yeah, so Imagination Form is saying, oh, they thought that this was actually fusing to the part and you were like cutting around to it. That's what I thought originally too, but no, it's just picking yeah. up the, the pattern that is splitting the lights up. You're actually copying that pattern. You're imprinting those features Yeah, this way we thought it would be important to note that whatever material you print on, you 3D print on, it's going to capture that texture. Mm -hmm. Whether it's blue tape or wood, you're going to get that texture. Yeah. Um, So this really shows it that, uh, what are these, nano micron? Yeah, it's pretty tiny. The (laughs) resolution, the 13,500 lines, what is that? The ridges that are in the sheet per inch per millimeter? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Wait, is this the right side, I don't even feel it anymore. Oh, because oh, the, the oil's from your fingerprints. Yeah. Another thing we saw was um, David came up with, he had an issue where smudging was, uh, was a factor. I haven't noticed any smudging with these parts. We've been handling a lot. So mm-hmm. perhaps it's the sheet that he was using. Ours is the 13,500. We haven't linked in the Amazon link uh, in, the, in all the p- places. So that's the stuff we're using. So I don't see any smudges. Yeah, there's no yeah. smudges that happen when you no. even touch the the uh, sheets as well. And we Maybe have wiped extra, it down with like alcohol, and that didn't seem to affect any of the yeah. um, being it's able to copy the features. Like. I don't think features. acetone would remove it. Yeah, the only thing we noticed, uh, again, it, when you got when you get the nozzle too close, is that it did peel. And this is what I originally oh, thought was going to happen. So if you zoom in yep. and... Got it on uh, Imagination to Form's comment. This is what I thought was gonna happen to each one of my sheets each time that I printed a part. I thought it was gonna lift the features off, but that only happened when it, I got the nozzle too way close. too close to it. Mm. You can see there, it like tore off the coating or the layer or wherever they're actually um, imprinting that. Mm. Those what? lines, we don't know what this stuff is made out of. Uh, it's PE, it's got it's PE, so uh, poly whatever or something? something that it doesn't, it doesn't produce a smell when heated, right? Um, so you could cut it, it's, we can obviously, cut it, yeah. It's super thin, it. <laughs> so it's like I don't know, like paper thin, probably thinner 0.1 millimeter 0.2, millimeter, 0.2 millimeter, so not enough to actually uh, where we had to re level the bed, yeah. For the PLA stuff, for uh, yeah. Ninja flights, you do have to relevel. You, have to re-level. Uh, you have to relevel anyway for that. Yeah, PLA because the extrusion the, yeah, like um, the flow rate of that. Cool. Turning so uh, comments on here. Okay, moving on in the guide. Quite okay. a little demo on how to, uh, yeah, getting this stuff on your bed. Like, um, there's going to be different ways to do it, but. Double stick tape um, like I said a window spray might work. That's how you get tint, right? You, like, that's how people it apply down. it to that, the windows. That's if like you have glass, yeah. Mm-hmm. so that might work that's for cool. glass. For the Ninja Flex, we just put it right on top of the blue tape Yeah, that we're using for that. Yeah, and like we were showing here, you can use double stick tape as well. The other thing is definitely get yourself one of these squeegees, which is super helpful for applying any sort of uh, like bed Yeah, this came material. with our MakerBot replicator. Cause we used some on tape back yeah. in the day. We're just yeah. using this cafton. to flatten it out. And one thing to note is that you're never gonna get these completely flat unless you have like the um, double-sided tape like right. across the yeah, entire you're bottom. Or you get one that has like the sti- sticky stuff already applied to it, uh, but in terms I, of. I really thought that there would be a huge issue with warping and it's interesting that the, it's, it kind of adds like a natural bubbling to all the edges. I don't know if you can kind of see that, but everything looks kind of bubbly here. And that did not affect the fitting, so this still snap fits just fine. Mm-hmm. I thought it would. That's another thing I was concerned about is whether the um, the edges would, would uh, retain the the dimensions it needs to yeah because like we said before the unless you're getting one that has the adhesive already on it or using the double-sided stick tape uh with the uh blue tape around it it, it's not completely flat because of the uh peaks and valleys that are splitting the color to create that yeah it gives you that bubbly texture pretty cool well just the bubbly looks yeah from all the edges all the features Mm -hmm. kind of bubble out a little bit so moving on in the gun, I think there's a little bit more left. It's just showing uh, the printing uh, for that. Like we were saying, we were heating it up to 60 C. Oh just cool. Type of, uh,
1: right here, there's then... some
0: actual numbers here. Uh, the first layer, when you're doing your slice for your model, you can tell it uh, what the initial layer is. Mm-hmm. By default, um, printers like to have a little bit taller than 0.2. So I think example, that's just the Ultimakers. Ultimaker. Yeah. The Ultimaker mm-hmm. likes to do 0.27 which is a little bit higher. Which is which lives a little bit higher, so you want to go a little bit closer, so we just drop that down to 0.18 millimeters mm-hmm. yeah. on the first layer, just the first layer. It's a careful balance of uh, making sure that it's close to the sheet, but not too close, where it's like uh, yeah. removing okay. all of the features from it. Yeah. And after that, um, you can either let it cool down, I was able to pull a lot of these parts off while it was still warm. You showed us the demo. yeah. And yeah, you just pop right it right up. off. Um, Well, it's a lot more hotter for that because the bed, you know, takes a little bit to uh, cool down. And I didn't have any problems with it fusing if you're able to level it correctly for this. And then the last one here is just uh, talking about the colors. uh, The way to get that contrast is to use the darker colors, maybe with the, uh, the glitter pigments in there as well. Those work really good. Like the filamentum stuff here, we're showing the mm-hmm. gold, the noble blue, the what's the name of the Gal- uh, gray. Val- oh, this one is I believe from Ultimachine, isn't it? Or from maybe it's from Matter Hackers. The, Matterhackers? the I purple, think so, yeah. I forget. It's not from filamentum though. Yeah, probably from Matter. But just to show the uh, the contrast and what types of different colors to use. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, it's a pretty simple one. Um, definitely open to more experimentation. Uh, one of the other things that we want to try is um, making more enclosures and uh, like we were shown before the biggest that we were able to get this is an ipad mini case so we'll continue uh, playing with uh, bigger sizes for that and it looks really cool maybe you can make like a, i don't know like car sized parts but again you are going to be limited by how big the uh the sheets are Which you should be able to just um, put together, you know, to extend the uh, size of those. So pretty cool. Check it out. Nice little way to add, uh, you know, differentiate your cases, projects. Yeah, cool, neat. All right, that is diffraction grating. Hey, David Cherry's in there. Hey, hey, Dave. Hello. Really awesome techniques (laughs) there. Like we were saying before, definitely check out his Twitter and Instagram for all the awesome experiments that Dave is always working on. Um, We can show... These are like individual pieces that I think form a garment, which is really cool. Yeah. He has it laid out here with the different materials, so Mm -hmm. definitely check him out on Instagram. You can see more of his work there and more techniques. Lots of fun stuff. Shout out. Super cool. Sweet. All right, well that is this week's project. Interesting little technique. Nice little quick break in between projects. It was very fun to work on. Yeah, excellent. All right. I think we have some stuff for prototyping we'd like to share with you folks. Um, So a couple years ago, we were playing around with creating a sound board or a sound box using the trellis. The Adafruit trellis is a four by four button pad and uh, I think was it last year or two years ago? <laughs> it's been updated to have RGB LED NeoPixels. So we thought we'd, re- we'd revise the design to have some newer components, particularly the NeoPixel NeoTrellis. So, <laughs> so the Neo the NeoTrellis? Okay, yeah, <laughs> thank you. It's hard for me to focus. It's a cool song. Uh, so this one, let's, let's open it up, let's see what we got here. So we got that iridescent cover, very cool. And uh, it's using the Snapfit design, which we have a layer by layer tutorial on how to do these type of designs where you can have Snapfit covers. Uh, so this one is a little bit different as it has, instead of having a sound, uh, a Native Fruit uh, soundboard, effects soundboard, we're using the Prop Maker Featherwing. PropMaker Featherwing is cool because it has a lot of stuff built into it, and it makes wiring a lot easier. So, it has a built-in RGB um, resistors, so you can uh, power RGB LEDs, uh, even 3-watt RGB LEDs, and that's what I'm using here for the button. And it already has a built-in amplifier, so you don't have to have an extra, an external amplifier, because it's built into the PropMaker wing. It's meant to do sound effects and motion activation. So it has a built-in accelerometer. So we have that, we have the amplifier, and we have all the components uh, for doing RGB LED stuff. So that's awesome. So that's what's running. And on the bottom of it is the uh, is the Feather M4, which runs CircuitPython really well. This will work with the M0 as well, but I'm using the M4 just for the speed. Um, another cool thing is the bottom here also snap fits. And we have Access to the USB port, we have a nice toggle switch. So there's the feather. Um, really like using the JST connectors to wire everything because when you're assembling something that's embedded, you want to be able to disconnect your components, makes it a little bit more modular as well. So definitely recommend using those JST connectors. Um, they are built into the, to the prop maker wing, and there's also some pinouts for adding your own. Uh, so yeah, so just about all the components are, are uh, using these JST connectors to just plug in. Cool. For the battery, because it's a feather, um, it has built-in LiPo charging. So I I have this battery here, it's a 1200 milliamp battery. And if I want to recharge it, all I have to do is plug into here. This is the micro USB port for the M4. All of Adafruit Feathers have built-in USB charging. And yes, you can recharge while using the thing, while the device is active. So the toggle switch turns it on. And it's running a couple of demos. So this is running um, CircuitPython, latest version and it's just playing an audio WAV file in the background. You can quickly change that out, because when you uh, load this up on your computer, it loads like a USB flash drive, so you, have, you can quickly change the code, change the libraries or the assets like this audio file. So that's just looping. And then I wanted to throw in there the RGB LED library that Brent worked on, also cat me. So whenever we uh, push one of these buttons, this RGB LED that's inside of, <laughs> that's inside of the button will change colors. It's kind of using the random, so it's a bit hard to see the different colors. But this is an RGB LED that's inside the button, it comes like that. And they just wire it straight into the prop maker Featherwing. So that's the RGB LED library, You have got the audio library running as well, that's what's playing the song. And then this is the Neo Trellis library, um, and this is actually, um, some demo code that Kirby worked on, it uh, changes the colors as you press them. They uh, change different colors, and then if you hold down this button and then push one of these, it clears it out. So it's just a quick demo to show the, vari- the, the different libraries and stuff. Now, there, uh, I have Mike Barella who's on the Adafruit team helping me out with writing some really cool code. we were thinking that maybe you can shake it, would shuffle the sounds and the pixels. That'd be so cool. And that'd be really cool. And another really neat way is to how do you assign WAV files to each individual uh, button pad? So uh, we're working through how to how to do that. If you guys have any cool ideas, you can let us know in the Discord. Um, But Yeah, another cool thing I thought would be interesting is to break out the reset button. I'm doing a lot of uh, CircuitPython updating a lot, so to break out the button uh, is always a nice thing. All of the eight different feather wings have, have pin outs for the reset button and extra bound pin round pins. And the way it's mounted in there is it just rests on this little edge. I might do a little bit of layer on it because I, I thought that was pretty interesting the way that this little metal tack button uh, just rests on that ledge, mm-hmm. and it's not glued or anything. You still pop it out. Are you using the uh, legs to? Uh, yeah, the, the legs it? actually kind of grip onto the yeah, little ledge there. Yeah, a really good technique. Sweet. So let, let's take a look at the real quick construction of it as I'm prototyping it. Um, so I thought it'd be interesting to share that. Um, you got uh, suggestions from uh, Andy Calloway saying it needs a volume control. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that is a good idea. It's uh, super loud for a little tiny box. Yeah, the, what it is is it? the oval speaker It's It's no, that not mini oval speaker, oval. yeah. The little They're mini so oval speaker. Loud. They are pretty loud. You can adjust the volume uh, on the trim pot, or you can add your own and break it out. You can do that there. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, the video we're looking at is just kind of prototyping. Uh, so the, the way this, uh, these two kind of trays uh, sandwich together and these really tall 20 millimeter brass standoffs are what uh, would keep the, the two apart. So you have like this kind of CubeSat looking frame and then that slots into the, uh, the frame and then you screw it in. So that's just a quick look at the construction. I'm working on a learn guide for it. We just finished the prototype. So we're going to uh, start documenting, and take pictures of the build. Yay, machine screws. <laughs> yeah, these are the black nylon screws. Yeah, you can't snap fit everything. Yeah, I can't snap fit everything. <laughs> that's right. Well, the we top try. and the bottom we try. snap fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really where you need to get in, right? You need yeah. to get into it. Sweet, so that is uh, a, a work in progress. We also have some updates. Let's jump into Shop Talk, I guess, or are we still prototyping? Probably prototype. Because they're released. It's, yeah, it's so like Shop Talk. They're released. What are we talking about here, mine? Yeah, we've got some feather wings. Yeah, so Lamar is working on some really cool code for adding the airlift onto the Pi badges. So she wanted an updated case that supports headers on the back. So um, she didn't want the controller, the little game stick controller we made last week, but it's a good point to bring up that those parts are compatible with the ones that released last week with the joystick ones. Those are gonna still work with the back covers for these. And you'll still have room to add, I didn't add it on this one, but the little slide switch I can control the volume for the super loud speakers as we've seen on there. So loud. So nice little update. I did have to do some updates for the walls on there and then up, she uh, requested it to optimize the cutouts here so the printer didn't have to struggle printing those little, because I like to um, separate these Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of see it in this there design you here. You got some overhang. Yeah, it's gonna. It's not all printers can print uh, really nice overhangs, but uh, you don't have to now. Yeah, you it's don't have to, to. now. You can just nice cut, cut this out, and then I made the walls stronger for this, so it uh, won't crack on you. And updated the footprint so you can fit an airlift on there, so you can add. Uh, I believe it's a Bluetooth Wi-Fi. I believe that's correct. It's the ESP thirty-two co-processor. So you can do uh, wireless gaming with with these. Yeah, do some uh, fi connectivity, uh, control some things. things. Yeah, so you can be walking around the conference and have like say your Twitter stats being updated and displayed or your latest tweets or mentions or any of that type of stuff. Runs a lot of the uh, same stuff that the Pi portal can run. So definitely a cool update for that. You wanna add the... um, this the a- upgrade-ability that we ha- offer with the feather wings or the um, Pi badge and the Pi Gamer Which so brings me over to your update as well for the Pi Gamer. Did that's the right. exact same thing. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah yeah. Is it? So uh, yeah, this is the Pi Gamer very similar to the Pi badge And they both have headers so I thought it'd be a good idea to also update the back header here So I have that room over here that's open. Mine's a little bit different. I cut all of that open here So you have all this area exposed and uh, I figured, you know, what are some other feather wings that would be fun to add and make sense? Because um, a prop maker wing, for example, it already has accelerometer. So what do I add to it? I add a buttload more pixels. <laughs> so here's a four by eight NeoPixel. Is it four x eight? Four by eight NeoPixel feather wing. It just snaps on the back there. Um, what's cool about it is this feather wing will actually work in MakeCode Arcade. So this is the MakeCode Arcade demo the Adafruit Blinka bouncing uh, DVD logo demo. So I have that running. I'm gonna play around with the, uh, with the focus a little bit. And so <laughs> there they are all turned on. So it's really easy to, to, to assign buttons and tell them to change the color of the NeoPixels. So that's really easy. So this kind of adds like this s- sort of cool what do they call it with the cars that they have those cool under It's like or ambient lighting. Ambient lighting. Like that. Or we something. actually had a tutorial on that for TVs when they didn't have that. So yeah. This is a nice little extension bringing right, it to the modern that. age onto mm-hmm. handheld devices. Yeah, it's it's pretty a cool. A bunch of butler new pixels on the bottom of your Pi gamer or Pi badge. Mm-hmm. But this could obviously this could be a, a good component to the game. Maybe it flashes or something or it gives you some sort of indicator. That'd be Um, cool. Like if it turns red when like enemies coming around the corner or something like that. Yeah, maybe it flashes you some sort of extra sense. Um, So that's pretty neat. Obviously, this would look really cool at night. Mm -hmm. You get this really cool underlighting here. Is that what it's called? Underlighting? And uh, yeah, really easy to uh, implement the feather wings in your code, in your uh, make code. Yeah. Very, very nice. they're just shut off. All right, so another thing is uh, I had to add this little circle here so I can take off the, uh, the feather wing. So I would like to add out that out to mine, but I am out of room, <laughs> I'm out of geometry. Yeah, this is uh, uh, the, the low profile headers that I cut myself. <laughs> and uh, it would stick out a little bit more. You, you cut them yourself, like, yeah, you them trimmed myself. them? I trimmed, trimmed them myself. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a pain, don't ever do that, I don't recommend it. Because <laughs> then if you cut one too short, you're left. Yep. So, feather wings to our Pi Badges and Pi Gamers. We got the spot there for the case, that's what we did. They're up on Thingiverse's, right? We updated our uh, Mm -hmm. our Thingiverse pages so they're there if you want to try it out. Both are there, grab those files. And then, I think I talked about it last week, Uh, quickly mentioned it, having the, uh, just because it came up again with the Trellis Boxes loud audio, uh, wanted to add a little slide switch to the Pi Gamers, all it is is basically just attaching a slide switch to the ground on that and all it's doing is tripping it. So it's a, so the Pi Badger Gamer, and you can do this any, with any speaker, it just thinks it's being unplugged. So you can hear that, it's on, let me turn it off. It's supposed to cut over to the buzzer, but I think I blew it out. Blew out the buzzer? <laughs> the, bu- the built-in buzzers that are on the uh, uh, Pi Badges. Actually, let me demo-, demo it with this one, I think should be good just so you can tell the uh, the audio differences between the built-in buzzer and the oval speaker. So I think, I believe that's the built-in buzzer. And when I turn it on, a lot more louder. Yeah, too loud. <laughs> <laughs> So Yeah, definitely a lot more uh, quieter. So if you're playing in public areas or when you're driving and uh, your spouse is telling you to turn that off. Turn down that, you <laughs> put <temperature. laughs> So, definitely check it out. Nice little technique that should work on uh, anything that has a speaker built in. Go. All right. Well, those are the uh, updates to the cases. And, hmm. Checking out the notes. I think here. we're ready for Community uh, Makes. Many notes, huh? Sweet. This week we uh, time lapsed a Raspberry Pi 4 case designed by Andy Lear. Yes. This is up on uh, Micro Center's uh, blog post. hmm. I believe we, we talked about it in last week, but yeah. here is the 3D print time lapse. Right. And it's a nice little enclosure. I did see on Twitter that some people did print this out and they were able to add the Pi hat attachments to the top. They should fit. I didn't try it with our Cricut uh, Raspberry Pi hat attachment to this to see if it works. I think we're still out of stock on those, but definitely uh, should fit if they, uh, the people who posted on Twitter, they have the same footprint of these, should fit. Cool, let's take so a look at the overhead. Uh, some people were suggesting to add a fan to it, and then some other people were saying, well, with the logo cut out, it should be okay. Shouldn't get that hung unless you're doing some crazy processing stuff. Um, for the blog posts that come out every 3D Thursday, tomorrow, there are a couple of cases already released on Thingiverse that have the fan attachments on there. So you can modify those. Uh, What I like about this design is that it uses your layer by layers to create the snap fit. If I can get these out. See these little tabs that have these uh, little ridges right here. That snap into the opposite little nubs on this side. And you don't need any hardware for these. Yep, Since uh, he is using these tiny little posts to align the standoffs. Yeah, they fit through the mounting holes. Or hole. the through holes, yeah, the mounting holes, sorry. Sweet. That's a small, let's print on the Crusa uh, Mark 2S. Mark II S. Let's take a look at the, uh, the texture. This is printed on a powder-coated PEI bed, and that's the type of texture you're gonna get. Kind of looks sandblasted, doesn't it? Yeah, what I like is that it doesn't okay. look like it's 3D printed. It looks like it's like an injection molded part, that nice texture on there. Yes. Makes yeah, you can see nice any of the grip. separation of the lines. It just looks yeah. like one solid and diffused. Like yeah. One solid surface. Yeah, look at that. Very nice. Very nice. This is the uh, powder coated of... PEI bed that you can get from Prusa or Matter I believe. Matter yeah. So you can update um, printers that originally did not come yeah. with those. So, super awesome. awesome case. Oop. So, yeah. yeah. While you do that, I'll look at the uh, webpage. It's a blog post on MicroCenter. Yep. You can check out the files there. Um, well, I don't think there fusion. is a fusion file. So definitely, probably give them a shout out. Yeah, if you want. If fusion. you want to edit the fusion file. Sweet. Excellent. Cool. We got some more community makes um, this week as we kind of ramp up. This is the energy hello. <laughs> the hello. Halo, sword. halo, why do I keep saying hello? The halo. halo energy sword, hello. This looks really cool. This was uh, uploaded by Necro133 on Thingiverse. And this was printed on a Leonardo 3D printer. I think it's PLA, yeah, PLA. And uh, shout out, thank you, looks great. Sweet, so if you wanna print your own halo energy sword, you totally can, we got the files up there with the bolt build instruction. Oh wait, this is the fully printed one that I made? Yeah man. Wow. Not I the assumed it was one. the, the um, one that gets modded. Yeah, this was a very fun build. Yeah.
1: Awesome, so looks great.
0: Bright. Yeah, super cool. We got an Octoprint rig. This is using the Adafruit Pi TFT, the 3.5-inch TFT. We put a little case together and a little stand, so the folks uh, that are using uh, this screen and the Raspberry Pi to monitor and host their 3D printer. Um, it's a great little addition to any 3D printer. So we got that. And uh, Bruce sixty nine over here on Thingiverse uploaded his make of it. Nice, very cool. I like how he printed out the uh, those little credit things. Mm-hmm. Still going to make one for the uh, Prusa. Yeah, really simple animatronic tail. This was a cool project in oh, collab with uh, so Philip cool. Burgess. Um, it's a little box that houses a little micro servo and a trinket, I believe. And uh, this way you can, get, you can create a really simple animatronic tail. That's actually not really simple. It's actually really complicated. I was going to say, <laughs> definitely really check out the guide for this because yeah. there's a lot of maths that went Principal. into making the pendulum and all this yeah. stuff, the way to make it look like a realistic moving tail. Great for uh, cosplay uh, films. And not great as a dog toy. Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, yeah, he ate it. He like completely the chewed it yeah, up. He found it and chewed it up. And <laughs> there we go. That's what happened to a furry tail. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, so uh, Bruce61 posted that one. Sweet. And then uh, Roberto uh, put together an OpenSCAD design for the trellis um, faceplates. So you can create oh, your nice. own faceplate. And it's parametrically driven with uh, the uh, values and parameters inside of uh, OpenSCAD. Oh, so cool. it's, you, you can use the customizer app as well. Oh, nice. To uh, create the LED have and values so. for soldering to the board. Oh, OK, that's what it's for. Sweet. <laughs> Just kind of preview those colors. Sweet. This is for the monochrome version. So very nice. Oh that is really cool. You can change all the colors yeah. mm-hmm. Sweet. That's awesome. So a good example a good a good uh, project in um, the customizer and OpenSCAD. That's this week's community um, makes. If you guys like to share anything with us, you can do so in the Discord or in the Shell channel channels. Discord. Forgot to shout out my Discord friends we are here. I think everyone's yeah, sleeping. Everyone's <laughs> sleeping in the chat. It's still summer here in uh, the States. Yep. And back over to Diffraction coupon code. 10% off your order. I think it's so. That's right, everything should be coming back in stock. Remember that there will be no orders shipped Thursday. Right. Tomorrow yep. is Independence Day, 4th yep. of July. All yep. the fireworks go off, which is kind of funny that we were showing last year, we were showing off a- uh, Igniter. Igniter for fireworks. This yep. year we're just showing it's a nice little sparkle effects so that you can get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get some fireworks on your service. Yeah. Sweet. One last thing I want to talk about is the Adafruit Airlift. If you want to pick that one up, uh, there's four in stock right now. And still? You can still? get the, Yeah, right. And you can still get the 10% off coupon code on it. Um, because we're using it in projects, I figured I'd throw together a 3D model of the Airlift Featherwing. So here it is. It's on GitHub. I also have a blog post about it. Um, we, we we make these with uh, Eagle CAD. Lamar uses Eagle CAD, and I export them out into Fusion 360 and map all the components. Sometimes I got to redraw all the components, but uh, you can find those on GitHub. Yeah, interesting. It's got the ESP32 module, um, the a new RGB LED. I was oh, going to say, I mentioned that. I that looks so cool. And all the resistors and stuff on it comes as the STL step Fusion 360 file as well, and this little GIF here so you can preview it. And it's got all the. Reminders this one facts. doesn't have a custom solder mask. It had uh, just the logos, which I already have, which yep. makes it a little easier. Nice, sweet. There it is. Airlift. I also linked it to over here. You can download the schematic, the three D file, and our Fritzing part if you want to come up with some uh, some, some wiring diagrams if you'd like. Yep. All uh, our files are free. In, in open as source. a reminder, yeah. Oh. With all of our files, just go to the guide, go to the product page. You can download all the STLs. You can get the schematics for that. You can get the ego files. You get the laser cut acrylic case. You get the DMGs, the SVGs. You can see all our logos. You can Firmware. get all of that. We give it all away. Sweet. Welcome to open source. Yes, but we can only do this. Use that coupon code <laughs> <90% laughs> ten percent off your order. You were saying before, it expires at 11.59 mm-hmm. p.m. tonight. There will be another discount code later today and tomorrow. Yeah. Is it tomorrow? No, it's tonight. Tonight. For the unboxing of A to Box 12. Yeah, I need to update this, but yeah, tonight we have a, sh- a show and tell live stream mm-hmm. where we invite folks from the community to come on and share their projects, show us what you're working with, and uh, it happens on the YouTubes We'll have a link in the Discord and in the YouTube chat so you can join. Reminder, this is how we got our job. So you show a really cool project off. We'll give you some free gear to maybe expand on the project. If you write a guide for us, pay you for that. We have budget for a lot of this stuff. So definitely don't be scared. And welcome all the new authors. You know who you are. We are definitely adding authors every single week. We're hiring, so hiring a PHP developer in the New York area if you're remote maybe send in your resume. Oh, we're gonna go into the jobs. Yeah. We also, we, we, we like helping people get jobs so much that Lamar and Phil. Um, That's actually what <laughs> the show and tell is. It's a recruiting show. <laughs> we also have a jobs board. Go to jobs.adafruit.com. This is our gift to the community. Folks can create a free profile and uh, you can uh, meet all the different companies out there. They're looking for makers. Um, Cause it's, yeah, there's a lot of different unique maker projects out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we figured we'd, we'd offer a platform for folks, both companies and makers, to, uh, to share their stuff. So check out jobs.adafruit.com and uh, make your profile. It's free. Sweet. We also have newsletters. If you want to check out adafruitdaily.com, we have newsletters for CircuitPython, 3D printing, biohacking, and more. This, uh, you gotta opt into that one, so go to the website, adafruitdaily.com. That's think. right, not connected to your account, so you have to sign up separately for these, and like you were saying, daily tips, tricks, and all of the info behind the scenes, stuff that's going on in Adafruit yep. and community. We got same-day delivery for folks that are in the New York City area. We're able to do this, uh, because we have some, got some stuff with the uh, UPS, I think, Whatever. Check it out, if you want same-day delivery, you gotta be in New York City, certain zip codes apply, but we do have that as an option make <laughs> The the circuit Python meetings happen every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time This is where you can j- join in on the discord server and listen in to all the circuit Python devs chat it up And all the people from the commuter as well Really good way to contribute. is just by giving suggestions or testing out some of the new betas that come out and just yeah. having your voice heard on any uh, Stuff you might find. Yep. It's also uh Posted as an archive in the YouTubes yep, and all podcast places as well. Yep, that's in the Discord, right up there, discord.gg slash Adafruit. Go ahead and join the, I forget how many, it's like it, seven, 6,000 now members I think so. that are humans, not robots. Yeah, Discord. 24-hour help chatting, different categories, everything from 3D printing, so we got Python to Arduino to teachers help, 3D printing help. Uh, so much, so many channels. Yeah. It's Even great. like a channel cherry you pictures of your animals, dogs, cats, <laughs> fish. Yeah, fish. really good discussion up in there. Twenty-four-seven. CircuitPython.org, fastest place to get CircuitPython on your hardware, on compatible hardware. Also, mm-hmm. hardware from the community is up on the site yeah. as well. If you've got to... CircuitPython compatible, yeah, get all the latest bootloaders there. There's always new uh, bootloaders and like a updates. New board a week. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. CircuitPython sneaking its way onto the hardware. Sweet. I think that's going to be it for the show. Don't forget, we do this show every Wednesday. That's today at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Yay. Let's see what else do we have. I believe that's yeah, it. John Park is going to do it tonight. Tonight. Yes. Is so he's here? taken over the Ask an Engineer spot for doing the Ada Box um, unboxing. So right. stay tuned for that right after the show and tell. That's right. 7 30 p.m. tonight. Super awesome. Don't want to miss all the awesome uh, projects he's been working up to that. So cool. Yeah, I I think think that's that's it it for this week. Thank you all for joining us. Whoops, this one. (laughs) Huge shout out to everyone in the community, everybody in the chat room. Yeah, thanks to you guys for joining and sharing and just being good people. We really appreciate it. Yes, don't forget to follow Adafruit and us to see all the behind the scenes, all the projects that we're currently working on for next week, next month, all that stuff. Yeah. And we'll see you later tonight. Don't forget, coupon code is Diffraction. We'll have another one later tonight. See so you guys. Don't forget to make a great day. Bye, folks. Bye, folks. Should I play this one? Which one? The, this one, the 404. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> this is when you our moment of... don't level your bed yeah. correctly. Okay. Here's what happens. Here's our moment of fail. We'll see you guys next week and tonight. Check out that fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this is fun. What's going? On? I just hear like crackling in the background. What is going on? And I come over and I'm like, oh. Well, at least it didn't rip off. No, it did pretty the good film. on the first layer. You know, look at that. It's like <laughs> it's like. All right. If I first you do succeed, you know, just try again. <laughs> Thanks, folks. We'll see you. Bye.